Right now, we are going to introduce Joris Bourne, a Dutch electronic music producer and DJ. He is known for his production work in various electronic music genres, including techno, house, and electronica, and has released music on labels such as Sony, Green, and his own label, Spectrum. Bourne is also a successful live performer and has played at clubs and festivals around the world. Hello, Joris. Uh, welcome to the 11 Record Podcast. This is our starting our new episode for the Creator Talks, Creator Talks episode. So uh, we have um, a little small talk here with, with Joris and, and he's visiting us for a gig and he can sit us uh, a small interview. Thank you, Joris, for, for, for being here. Of course, super nice to be here. It's been great to be uh, in Ecuador for the first time. I had an amazing experience so far, and it's nice to sit down and talk. Thank you. Um, so, uh, what uh, we, we have a small, small uh, um, questions for you, uh, for the fans and for the, for the community. What was your first track or your, your, um, your episode when you release that you're going to be a techno DJ? I think my, my very first releases were probably in like 2002 or 2003, but then I had one really big release in 2004 called Incident, and that was the one that really got me um, playing basically anywhere in the world. And what was your inspiring um, artist? Or... I think at the time I was really influenced by the more Detroit techno kind of guys like Jeff Mills, Derek May, Kevin Saunderson, these kind of uh, artists. I think as a DJ, they were really amazing, mixing lots of different sounds, and, and Jeff Mills, of course, being very technical and very techno. Um, and I think Kevin Saunderson had a more clubby uh, approach to the music, playing uh, you know, some quite a lot of European music as well. And Derek May probably <clears throat> playing more Chicago and Detroit and, and New York music. And, I think the combination of these, these, all these elements for me was a big inspiration. How um, do you remember one, when, when were the the first time did you play in public? First time I played for for audience. Yes. I think that's a long time ago when I was studying um, to be a, a, um, interior designer, industrial designer. Oh. I think um, I was. Uh, joining a DJ competition and I handed in a cassette tape to um to my go a cassette. Yeah, at the time ago, yeah. At that time that's that's how you had to send music across. So they chose me because of the music that I put on the cassette and then I think I had my first real gig for an audience. Uh there weren't really many people but it was at least <laughs> first time playing in a club, you know, hearing like the music I was playing on a high level. So you remember that that time what was the, the first time? I, I remember very well. I was just playing with CDs and I wasn't mixing because I, I, I couldn't you couldn't mix with CDs at the time. I was just playing one song after the other and it was just a mix of all kinds of genres. But um, I remember very vividly and I, I won the competition with a friend of mine and then I became a resident of that club and that's kind of how I learned how to play on a weekly basis. Amazing. Um, great experience, Joris. Uh, do you prefer to, to play with CD DJ or vinyl? 
I don't play with CDJs, but I, I use Tractor, which is just uh, with a laptop. Um, I think playing with vinyl is maybe more fun, but I, I just don't have a lot of vinyls from the music today. So I, I, don't, I haven't played vinyl for a long time, um, except a few uh, vinyl sets here and there, but that's maybe once a year or something. Uh, and what what is your uh, your brand of choice uh, for the headphones? Oh, headphones! <laughs> I think uh, Pioneer for sure. Right. Yeah, I mean the the, the standard uh, headphones. It's a bit boring, but uh, they 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 work really well. I know exactly how they're supposed to sound. So I make lots of music on it as well, and I listen back to my my own tracks, and I know that if they sound good on my my. Um, Oh, sorry, I said Pioneer, right? I mean Sennheiser, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> my friend over here has them. Um, yes, so the Sennheiser um, HD25. I know everything, I know how it's supposed to sound on there. So if it sounds good on my Sennheisers, I know it's, it's a good mix. All right. When you listen a song, it is clear in your mind what new ingredients to add or to remove when you make a mix for that song. You mean, uh, a remix. A remix. You know, making a remix is uh, there's always different approaches. Sometimes you take just take a small sample from from a musical element. Sometimes you take the stems, which is a, a bigger part of the song. You know, it really depends what uh, what happens in the moment. It can really be um, a completely new track with maybe a, just a vocal, or it can be a track that sounds similar to the original but has a different kind of groove. It really depends on the on the on the track. I just released a, a remix for Ilko Klein Transmission, and that is more like a clubby version of his original. It sounds very much like the original, but there's more a breakdown where the melody is just playing by itself, and he doesn't have that in his 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 own uh, mix. I just really liked his original version, so I didn't want to touch it so much. You you have a specific. A talent, a specific sound. When you remix a track, uh, your your remixes are uh, very up level, and they're and the the original tracks, for example, are more uh, melodic or more deep. And you put that beat that is your your firm. That is all. Oh, that is the sound of George Martin. So uh, when you starting to to produce a track. You starting by the beats or starting by the melody? Usually starts with the melody. I think the beats always come come last, um, but it's very important to make sure that the, the beats are good, of course, because you know I have to play it in my sets, and it's nice that a track really works in a peak time moment, you know. So I can play it at a in a stronger um, set, uh, like for instance, like where I played in Medellin last uh, Saturday, where it's like 7,000 people and it's banging. And I can play it also uh, at a more intimate club, you know, where it's um, it's a, it's a different kind of vibe. I like I like to make mixes that work on all these different uh, occasions. What do you enjoy more, to play a live or to be in your studio producing? I really like doing both, and to be honest, um, I don't think I would like to do one without the other because I need to be able to make my own music and play it in front of an audience uh, as a DJ for me that those are the nicest moments and I also um, would find it very hard to make music for the dance floor if I wouldn't be a DJ knowing how it's going to sound you know 
So really, these these two things are very important together. You have to stay in uh, playing to know the vibe of, of the people. To... Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's super important to really know how it's going to work. To be honest, during the pandemic, it was quite difficult for me to finish music because I just didn't know how it was going to sound in the club or. I wasn't able to play the the tracks that I was working on, so I was a bit lost. I feel that I lost my musical compass a little bit. All the people think uh, the same as, as you are talking about, because uh, many DJs and many producers, uh, we will think uh, maybe this time in pandemic, all the producers will make a lot of tracks, but the, that doesn't happen. I made a lot of music, but not so much music that I play in my sets at the moment. I made a lot more like deeper techno kind of things and some ambient stuff, but um, yeah, not necessarily the peak time uh, tracks. Yeah. When you uh, when when I was in in the Netherlands, I discovered your music in 2013 with the track Ringo. I was uh, I was uh, thinking because uh, there's a there's a rumor. That that track was called the mystery track in the Netherlands because uh, nobody knows the name of the track <laughs> uh, when you were playing uh, live. Yeah. So um, that's that's a um, a very um, specific moment in your life, uh, inspiring things in your in in your family. Uh, this is a practice between the DJs to do this these kind of things with with uh, new releases. You know, the thing is, um, I always play a lot of the, the early demos of my tracks and my DJ sets. And with Ringo, I think I was playing it for a year in many different versions because I couldn't find a way to finish the, the track in a, in a way that I thought it was really perfect. Um, so it took me a very long time and I was playing it again and again and then I was like, oh, it sounds good, but it, it's missing a bit of this and that. So there were many different versions and I was playing it all the time and people were asking about it. Um, So I think that's that's probably how, how that worked. But sometimes something is finished quite quickly, but sometimes it takes a long time. You are a perfectionist DJ? Um, producer, yeah, for sure. DJ probably also, but yeah, perfectionist producer, unfortunately. <laughs> When, do, do, you, do you write your own lyrics or you prefer to collaborate? Well, I'm not a singer. I don't. I don't uh, write lyrics. I've I've never done any uh, singing uh, or rapping myself. And if I work together with a with a singer, then they always come up with their lyrics. Yeah. And and you make the the music part. Yeah, for sure. I just send them a, a first demo version, and then they come back with vocals, and then I kind of work my track around it. And in the normal time, when you are traveling, when you are. Uh, making some sports of, of, of the daily living, you are discovering new new artists. For example, uh, about another an, genres of, of, of music, uh, um, maybe jazz or another kind of music, or or you listen all all the time. You're you're listening techno. I never listen to techno. <laughs> I, I you know for me techno is too much. Uh... A work thing nowadays. I used to listen to it a lot when I was younger because I was I was really fascinated with the sounds and I loved the music. But nowadays, I just it reminds me of work too much. So I I just never listen to techno like ever. Only maybe when I'm uh, working out or going for a run or something. Then I like the energy, but uh, listening to it um, never anymore. But I, I listen to a lot of music, just not to techno. 
you, do you have um, an, um, a recommendation for a new artist or uh, or? I think there's. Uh, I've been listening a lot this year to Kendrick Lamar's latest album. I think he's really amazing, and his music, his music is is very beautiful and very strong, but also his lyrics and everything. So that's that's someone I've been really into, and um, I I like to listen to a lot more maybe like like slower electronic music. Um, I'm a big fan of a band called Plate from uh, the UK, and everything from the Warp label basically. Um, Just a bit more, um, bit more underground kind of electronic music. All right, uh, your your sets are, are really amazing. Uh, your sets are like a one uh, only track, like like a journey, like a complete journey. Uh, do you? What are your plans for for your new productions? Is like the the same vibe, or do, do you have an, another uh, thinking? Maybe. Well, I'm working on a new al album at the moment, and. Um, What will 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 the will the name? I have no idea. Surprise! If you have an idea, you can let me know. Maybe I'll use it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, the, the the title of the album always comes when it's finished. Um, but uh, I'm working on lots of different music and I'm trying the the tracks out in my DJ sets to see how they work, how they sound. Um, it's going to be very melodic, you know, with some some singers on it probably as well. But um, I think it's very important when you make an album to make it something that works for people to listen to at home, in the car or anywhere, you know, and that it also works outside of a club, not just dance floor um, tracks. There's a lot of, of many great tracks in at the moment where, that you can put, play uh, when you, uh, you are driving at the car or maybe working, working out. So uh, that's that's the the that kind of tracks i think are the are the best yeah they, I, i i think so too um it's it's great to have music that is um that works everywhere like what i said before you know i, I think if something is only made for one purpose let's say dance floor then you can only really use it in your dj sets at least and that's kind of how it works for me but if it's just a bit more emotional music then you can play it at any time and give you a, a certain feeling instant classics well I, i don't know about that that's that time only tells if a track is becoming a classic <laughs> about the visual show in when when you're in at live presentations uh, how do you can express and 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 fusion the the music that you're playing because you, you were playing a lot of of your own tracks at the at, at the ba uh, yeah. basic so um How do you connect that kind of, of thing, the, the visuals and the, and the music? Well, the visuals are basically made for my last album. So they're still, we're still using the same visuals. Uh, I think they look really nice. They're made by a Dutch friend of mine called Andy. And um, he used lots of colors, mostly red um, and, and, and white and, and black kind of to make uh, visuals that work really well in a nightclub situation in basically any um, on any panel because um, you never know what they're going to be projected on um, but yeah they're, they're, they are all uh, filmed for my for my last uh, album and <clears throat> we made lots of videos for the album as well and uh, Andy kind of incorporated all these elements to to make make the visuals 
Sounds great. <laughs> tell tell more about your your podcast, about your your Spectrum Radio radio show that is is streaming in on many countries, right? Mm -hmm. And also in in the in the platforms and online. Uh, also the 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 vibe, the the covers and the and the graphic design behind them. And you you invite many DJs so to, to play there. Yeah. Uh, how tell us about more about that project? Well, basically, Spectrum started before Spectrum Radio. Um, Spectrum is uh, the name of my brand. Uh, we do parties with Spectrum. Um, <clears throat> we will be we're going to do, for instance, Ultra Miami next year. Uh, host one of the stages, and the, the the reason behind the name is that Spectrum kind of encompasses the the music the the wide range of music that i that i play the wide spectrum um that's that's where the name comes from and uh when we were thinking about how to present it uh, i can kind of came up with an idea to uh to make photos of people with uh, a beam of light over their face you know also referencing to to light spectrum of course and use many different colors And then um, I worked together with a Dutch photographer called, called Jos, and he shot a lot of the, the photos that we were going to use for um, the, 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 the party artwork. And then I had the idea to bring him on tour and to make lots of photos of uh, people in the nightclubs, you know, where we were having the events. So people were going home with a photo of themselves in the Spectrum style at the end of the night. So we have thousands of photos of people You know, with the, with the lights. Uh, Great idea. Yeah. So we did that for 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 many years, or well, a few years, and uh, we're not doing that anymore because I think Jos is too busy now doing his other photography work. But it was a lot of fun, and we used uh, all these photos with with these colorful um, backgrounds and and the lights on people's faces for um, many episodes, maybe like 200 episodes. We've changed the the, the artwork because you know sometimes it's good to switch things around a bit yeah. but yeah that was a really nice uh, project very nice way to bring people um you know to to let them partake in the in the in the party in the artwork and in the in the concept of uh, spectrum I, i think maybe the people feel that like important uh, person like the djs i don't know maybe um I, i think a lot of people use the the photos because they they were super nice they used them For their um, for their uh, photos on social media, and I think we even sent at some point for Christmas we sent everyone who signed up uh, on on Facebook we sent them like the, an actual copy of the of the um, of the photo it's like like a print so it was really nice it was a nice way. We have a more um, specific question, and uh, if if you if you can tell us. Uh, a soundtrack of your life. Uh, how how, which one was was the, the the tracks? Maybe in a specific time of your life when when you was a, a teenager or studying interior design, right? Five years ago, right now. Uh, tell more about that. I think that's a very good question, but I'm not sure if I can really name tracks because it's so different, and especially from when I was younger. You know, when you're I think when you're 18, 19, 20, you're like end of your teenage years, you really identify with music in a very, very strong way. 
at least I did, but I think many people do. And um, there's so much music I was listening to at the time, going from rock music to electronic music, techno, um, so, so many different things and so many tracks from that time are really dear to me. But um, And later on when music became my work, I think I started listening less to music. But there's, there's always a few tracks, you know, that really mean something very special in a certain time of your life. Uh, maybe I should make a Spotify playlist one day too. <laughs> <laughs> because it's something I really have to think about. I don't know, it's, it's hard to say. Make to you to to think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's a nice idea actually to make a playlist of tracks that, that you know. And I think people might be quite surprised. Like anthology. Yeah, for instance. Yeah, yeah. You you can uh, study for a classical music or other other kind of of, of music, yeah. but you prefer to uh, to study producing electronic music. Why? Um. So yes, it's, it's true, I come from a very musical family, but my, my father was a musical composer, uh, more like modern classic music. Um, so there was no electronic music in my house ever, not even, not really any pop music at all. So um, maybe as a counter, um, counter uh, movement, I was uh, very interested in listening to everything that my parents didn't like to listen to. <laughs> so I think I ended up doing electronic music, which is the last thing my parents would have really expected me to do. But I mean, they, they, they supported me, of course, at some point uh, when they really saw I was being successful, but I don't think they could really connect so well with it. But be, because you were studying uh, interior design, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was studying interior design. I, I never had the ambition to study music and, and I didn't study music. I never have. I just I, I taught myself how to make music. Um, but yeah, that's I was just lucky that that I was able to. But, but uh, you won a, a contest, right? <laughs> so, so, sorry, you won a contest. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I just won a DJ contest, but there was there, you, you can't imagine how small <laughs> that was. There was really nothing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, for me, it was never um, a thing. You know, I, I never could think that it was an option to become a Uh, a famous DJ that was not, never for me like in, in the books or something but it happened and I was lucky enough <laughs> Do you think uh, do you feel that is a different vibe uh, playing here in Latin America versus uh, Europe or other other countries? I think so yeah like every country everywhere is, is very different even within Europe you know there's a different uh, vibe from going from one country to another um, But here in, in Latin America, everyone is really into the music. People are really going for it. I think music is really in their, in their soul. Um, and maybe also because DJs are not coming here all the time. There's a lot of DJs, of course, coming here, but um, I'm more in Europe, I guess. So when, 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 when I'm coming here, people are really excited and uh, really loving it. So uh, I'm just getting a lot back from the audience, which is really nice. The audience maybe are more expressive. Yeah, they're definitely very expressive. You see the same in, in uh, Europe as well, though. Like if you go to some countries like, like Spain, for instance, or Italy, or maybe even Poland, people are really into it. Um, Netherlands also not so bad. Depends where you are. In Amsterdam, people are actually quite uh, outgoing. Maybe in Queen's Day. Yeah, Queen's Day, uh, but it's not my favorite uh, time to play. You know, people are just a bit more drunk and that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they don't really care. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Um, finally, um, how do you keep the balance between going on the road uh, most of your time and keeping on your mind, body, soul healthy? It's difficult. Like this week, um, we did six shows basically in in five days in in five different four or five different countries and a lot of traveling. And of course, I came all the way from Europe, so I'm jet lagged. But I think just trying to sleep an hour before the show and then two hours after the show and like try to sleep any time that, that you have. That's that's really essential. For the rest, um, you miss your family. Yeah, sure. I, um, I think so too. But uh, it's it's this is kind of a necessary thing to do, you know. I, uh, going to this part of the world is just very important. There's, there's a lot of great people, great music, great great gigs, and um, I wouldn't uh, want to miss it. I'm gonna go back home and I I take time off to be with my family as well. Thank you, Doris. Thank you for your time. Um, I'm, I'm being here with, with us in the 11 Record Podcast and the um, Creator Talks episodes. <laughs> Thank you, guys. This was yours, Born here in Ecuador. Um, I had an amazing time playing the, the basic party and the after party, of course. We are going to upload it, actually, on YouTube, the after party. And, really? Um, yeah, it's an amazing recording. My tour manager made a, a fantastic recording of the audio and the video. So um, I think by the time this is being aired, maybe it's already there. Great news. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Eleven records.